Are you ready? Because it's time to go lead everything. Hey, 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 what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Go Lead Everything podcast. I'm your host, Phil Swanson, today, and thanks for tuning in. This is episode one of the Go Lead Everything podcast, and I'm absolutely thrilled for the opportunity to share some thoughts and perspectives with you, bring on some fantastic leaders that have had a huge impact on my life and not only help me grow, but also help all of you grow. So we're going to grow together through this fun adventure in the podcast space. So today, I wanted to do what I'm calling the personal story ramble. I want to basically walk through my story of leadership because I think it'll give you some helpful context as we go about the rest of these shows. I think it'll be good so you know my personal leadership story. My father was a pipeline guy and my mom and dad met at the University of Missouri, Columbia, where they met in orchestra. So obviously was in a lot of music in my life, but They moved around all the time, and I was born in the Chicago area, spent a few months there before moving to Wyoming, then to the panhandle of Texas up in Dumas, then back to Illinois in a small town with 650 people called Ashcombe, Illinois, and that's where we lived up to Y2K time frame where we finally got a doctor from Chicago to buy our big farmhouse because he was trying to prepare it for Y2K and uh, ended up moving to Michigan which is where I spent 12 years all through high school and university at Wayne State University. That's kind of where I consider home. I kind of consider myself from Detroit because that's where I spent the longest time living anywhere in my life. So when I was in Illinois, I was like age 5 to 10, and and we played sports, my brother and I. I got an older brother, a younger brother. We had so much fun just playing around on the farm and doing things, and I was always I was always like one of the bigger kids, and so people naturally kind of look to you because of your stature, and you have to admit, there's no accident why all these CEOs are all 6'1", 6'2", 6'3". Something to do with physical stature definitely has an impact on the way people perceive you. There's probably scientific evidence backing that up somewhere that I've never read, and I never perceive myself as a leader. I always knew that people looked to me for that, but I didn't necessarily like it. I didn't embrace it at all. As I got older, middle school, I was a captain of the sports teams. I always kind of stood out. We were homeschooled for a time, so you know we were kind of always odd. I've been in and out of private school, homeschool, and I was kind of always the new kid because we moved. And so I'd come in and people were like, oh, who's this kid, you know? And then, you know, we were at that school for a couple of years and then we go to another school and they're like, oh, who's this kid? And, but I was always, you know, bigger and I was okay at sports. You know, I always got along fine with everybody, but I think, I think that whole experience of living in small town USA to going to Metro Detroit and one of the wealthier counties in the country, you know, where my neighbors had like 30,000 square foot homes I've experienced a lot of different culture, even though I'm I'm generally from like, you know, white America, middle USA, flyover states sort of thing. I've lived in small towns, lived in big towns, been with all sorts of different types of people in all sorts of different environments. It's just been an interesting ride 
through my life to see how God's just prepared me for certain situations, for certain challenges. In high school, I really fought leadership. I, I pushed back. I rebelled a little bit. And at one point, I remember having the conversation with, I think I had it with my football coach and with my mom. I didn't really want to be a vocal leader. I didn't like that. I didn't like to be the one talking. I liked letting other people talk. And I I still tend this way. I tend to silence. I don't tend to violence. People typically tend one way or the other. I just didn't want to be the one talking. I, I wanted to play sports. I enjoyed sports. But all this hoorah, yelling, pushing each other, you know, you look at guys like Ray Lewis and, and these NFL players or athletes that are getting on their teammates and stuff. That whole mentality, I didn't have it simply because I was thinking of me. I was internally focused on Phil, what made Phil happy, what was easy for Phil. I wasn't focused on the needs of my team. And at that point in my life was when I started to really understand, and, and I credit my mom, you know, she's been a terrific leader in my life, my father as well. They helped me understand that it wasn't about Phil, it was about what does the team need and can Phil be that for the team? Is Phil willing to be the vocal leader the team needs even though that's not what Phil wants to do? But that was really what was going on, was I was realizing that leadership, even being a captain at a high school, is all about selflessness and team and the betterment of the whole and picking up your teammates. It really prepped me. I ended up being a captain of football, baseball, and basketball. I had a pretty outstanding high school career. You know, I'm not reliving the glory days or anything, but I'd be lying if I didn't say I had a a pretty good high school career, athletics-wise and music-wise. I was really a jack-of-all-trades. They actually wrote an article about me in the local paper called the Jack-of-all-trades because I I had 14 varsity letters when I graduated and was in band, choir, and football, baseball, and basketball all four years. Really, it's just been an interesting transition from that to going to one sport in college where I played baseball. And mentally that was challenging for me. I, I was a, I was a total head case at university and anybody that was there with me probably knows it and could probably tell you the same, but I, I had a tough transition going from being Phil, the guy that was the stud in high school to Phil, the freshman red shirt, bullpen catcher at Wayne State University who never really got out of that sort of fill the bullpen catcher persona his whole career. I couldn't I couldn't make it and get into the starting lineup to save my life. I couldn't keep a spot in that starting lineup. And I ended up having a good college career. You know, I'm a career three hundred hitter, had had a couple good seasons, a couple good little streaks. Didn't do, you know, the home runs and things that I wanted to do for a bigger guy and what people expected of me. And and what I learned in university, and this was super valuable, and this isn't me complaining at all, so please don't take it that way. Please listen to my heart and understand that I'm I'm saying this for, for your benefit. This isn't bragging in any way. I really learned at university that perception matters so much. The way people look at you and perceive you matters so much. 
you really need to be careful because you get labeled. And whether people like to say it or not, it's not racist. You know, stereotyping isn't racist. When you when you stereotype someone, you're looking at your past data in your head and you're going, oh, okay, this looks like that past data in my head. So I connect those things. I make that connection. And that's how we learn. You know, you connect things you don't know with things you already know and you learn the thing. When I came into university, you know, I was bullpen catcher Phil, wasn't a starter. You know, I wasn't necessarily, you know, that stud freshman coming in. And it was just really, it was really hard for me to break that label. You know, I was a big guy. So people were like, hey, big guy, he's got to hit a bunch of home runs. Well, guess what? I ended up, my best streak at university, I was a leadoff hitter, went on an 11-game hit streak. I think I probably bunted half the times because people always played me back because I was big, but I was fast because I was running back in high school. So I just laid on a bunt and get a base hit, you know. But perception is everything, and you got to be careful. you got to be careful because people will label you from the second they see you. And this is what really taught me about dress and taught me how important it is that you dress well because you might not even get to say a word to somebody and they've already made an impression about you. So what impression do you want them to have? Definitely not saying that we judge people based on their appearances and like, you know, God, in the Bible, it talks about, you know, only God can judge. Well, that's true, but they're talking about heaven and hell judgment. They're not talking about making a real life, you know, judgment about whether someone's going to do something bad or do something good or, or whatever. They're talking about like judgment, heaven and hell. So that verse is really taken out of context a lot with only God can judge me. The Bible also says, don't you know that you will judge angels? So we, we are supposed to judge other people by their works, by their deeds, by their fruits, by their words. Ye shall know them. By their fruits, ye shall know them. So when people tell you who they are, listen to them. Listen to it when people tell you who they are. It's incredibly astounding to me that I'm living in a time where I can sit here with a microphone and put out my message to millions of people around the world potentially for like zero dollars invested. It's absolutely crazy. I'm so excited now that I really feel... I've felt called to do this for many years and I finally connected with this 365 Driven Society that uh, Tony Watley and his wife Lisa set up with a bunch of really high motivated, high achieving individuals that have just been a huge, huge blessing to me. And literally one, it took one conversation with a little, you know, a little education of me and I realized that setting up a podcast was something that was not really a big deal to do at all. It's basically on you. Are you, do you. Are you ready to put yourself out there? Then go do it. And so that's that's kind of how we get to where we are today. I've, I've, I have this perception challenge in college, and then I get to the work world. And I've been in corporate America working for energy companies, just like my father and older brother have. And... It's been fantastic. I love the company I work for. 
Absolutely love the company. Fantastic company. I love what I do there. And it's really helped my perspective to understand that every conversation, every interaction with everyone, every single day is an opportunity to move that culture in a better way, exemplify those values, and help other people to grow and do that same thing. Leadership is about serving other people. And that's really what I learned back in high school. It's not about you. It's about the other people. It's not about waiting for some leader above you to do something that you think needs to be done. It's about you seeing that need and helping the organization meet it for that, that leader above you. And if you need their help to help them see it, then, then help them see it too. I hope this story kind of gives you a little context of, of where we're going. I've been passionate about leadership for so long and I'm still growing. I'm not a, you know, I'm, I've, I've been in leadership roles for going on two decades, whether or not it was a formal, like you're a manager or whatever, but I've led people focused leadership of people for, for decades now. I mean, how long do you have to be a leader before you can go share anything valuable about leadership? And and it's never done. You're never done learning. I learned something new this month. I mean, I'm my life is changing this month from some of the things and mentors and, and people I'm getting connected with just by putting myself out there for one month. One month. Think about that as we go through this extremely exciting time where things are changing. The world is changing around us. We're dealing with this COVID stuff. Think about all the opportunities you have, all the gifts God's given you, and think about how you can go help people. Think about those needs that you see that need to be met in your community, in your church, in your family, in your work, in your business. And think about how you can go meet people's needs. Because that's really all leadership is. It's meeting the needs of, of other people. Think about how you can lead in every aspect of everything you do. And this was the concept of go lead everything. I know when I, st- I became a president of my church here in Houston... It was just happenstance. I didn't ask for that. Quite frankly, I think some of the attitude was, you know, we've been doing this a long time. Let's get some young blood in here and, and we'll have them do the heavy lifting for a while. And so that's that's kind of how I got roped in. And, and my mom and dad had always taught me, you know, answer the call. When you're called, answer the call. And I talked to several others and, and they really said, you know, why, do you, why are you, you know, leading church and, you know, you're HOA president and do you like that stuff? No. Like I I would much rather not do that stuff. But what's the need? And was I called? So what am I going to say no when I'm called? I'm actually literally being called by people to do it. And I turn them down and and there will be times to say no and and there's a lot of different thoughts on that. I know I've seen quotes and things about Warren Buffett and others I talk about the most important words. No, you got to protect your time. But I really do think when you're you're thinking and looking at leadership and the concept of service to others, 
You really need to think about using your time effectively, but also answering those calls, answering the call that you've been called to, your vocation as husband, as father, as brother, as son, as daughter, as mother, as father, as employee, as business owner, as president, as manager, you know, whatever it is. So I hope this gives you some context today on some of the Phil Swanson leadership perspective. And I'm really excited to learn more because I'm just learning at all this stuff too. And I'm excited to learn with all of you. And I'm hoping this helps us all go lead everything. If you enjoyed today's show, follow the Go Lead Everything podcast so you will always get the latest episodes. For more great content daily, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at RealPhilSwanson, Facebook and LinkedIn at Philip Swanson, and subscribe to the Philip Swanson channel on YouTube. That's Philip with one L like the Bible. Now go lead everything.